How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. Welcome back to Bacon Wrapped Business. I'm Brad Costanzo, and today we have got a very uh, topical <laughs> topic uh, today. We, we're in the middle. This is a, this is March 26th, the day of the recording, and we're in the early stages, but the middle of um, of a you know massive virus and lockdown and quarantine that everybody is uh, working at home and staying at home, and events are being canceled, and you know people are you know joining the uh those of us who work in our pajamas most of the day working at home and the uh, one of the hottest topics right now is how to switch to virtual events and how to host virtual uh meetings whether it's for small like one-on-one -on -one clients or gigantic you know hundred or several thousand people events and virtual events in general um have been something I've got a lot of experience with in uh, in the past, whether it's with myself, whether with with some clients, and doing it a multitude of ways. But one of the types of virtual events, which is really uh, uh, exciting, it's proven, it's a great business model, especially to to generate uh, a lot of awareness and traffic and add a lot of value to the audience, is uh, is a virtual summit. And today's guest is Liam Austin. He's a virtual event strategist. He's launched over fifteen of these virtual summits and online business networking events. And he's hosted over 400 speakers while educating 100,000 plus business owners through his programs. He's also the founder of Entrepreneurs HQ and a specialist in making it easy for people to create and host their own summits and online conferences. I'm lucky to have him here today, straight from Malta, where he's hopefully inundated from uh, some of the <laughs> virus, unlike us. But Liam, welcome to the show. Yeah, Brad, it's uh, interesting times and um, glad to be able to kind of share, you know, this, this really topical uh, content with, uh, with your audience today. Yeah, me too. And it, this is one of the things that I've been, um, as I said, like I, I interview people all the time just on the podcast uh, part of my business. I don't do it in a virtual summit uh, type strategy, but as I mentioned, a lot of people are, you know, they're paying attention to virtual events and virtual summits. And it looks like you've done this quite a bit. Why don't we, for, for the folks who are listening, who aren't a hundred percent familiar with the concept of a virtual summit, uh, give us the, give us the groundwork. Tell us what it is. Tell us about some of your experience in doing it and why you believe it's such a, a good way for people to, um, or good initiative for people to follow. Yeah, great. So uh, people are familiar with in-person conferences or what I call offline conferences, uh, which is, uh, say, uh, an event that's being held uh, in person at a specific location with uh, a set amount of speakers and attendees, maybe there's sponsors, maybe there's exhibitors, uh, and there's a few things going on there at the conference. And a lot of the time they might be a ticket price for that conference, uh, whether it's a few hundred dollars uh, or even a few thousand for some of the sort of the more expensive, exclusive uh, ones, and there you've got the the costs of your your flights, your accommodation, food, their travel, all that kind of thing included when you're going to an in-person conference. Now, 
a virtual summit or, or a virtual conference is looking at replicating that experience, that in-person conference online. So we're looking at, again, um, a group of speakers, whether it's 20 to 30 speakers for our virtual summits that we've been running ourselves in the past, uh, looking at scaling the amount of attendees at these virtual events so that we have uh, the attendees, the speakers, uh, you've got a host, and if you've got 20 to 30 speakers all talking about one specific topic, one specific uh, maybe problem that they're trying to solve uh, for that, that group of audience. So it's really looking at just, yeah, replicating that in-person conference, but doing it online, being able to scale it to, uh, you know, you're not uh, you know, limited to the size of a conference hall or a room. Um, you can really scale in infinitely online and it's obviously a lot lower cost uh, and simpler to set up. Right. So let me, um, let me tell you, or let me frame this up the way that I'm familiar with them. And I, and for my audience as well, kind of like the flow, the experience, the flow from the customer's standpoint, et cetera. But, and then you let me know if, if I kind of miss anything or if there's anything that you, your approach to it kind of differs from this, but uh, in general, you, uh, you, you invite multiple speakers around ideally a, a similar topic. Let's just say it's, um, you know, how to save money or, you know, something we were talking about earlier and you, you invite them to be interviewed. A lot of times you interview them prior, like it's not necessarily a live interview. I mean, it can be obviously, but you interview, you pre-record the interviews, you stack them and then, you invite people uh, on the web to register and watch each one for free. Like you, you release them at certain times. And although it's free to watch, the times are, you know, it's like, all right, today we're only releasing this one or these, these couple, et cetera. So they can watch it for free as long as they're willing to show up and commit to the actual time. And then the, the way one of the ways to monetize this is to sell them the access to the on-demand recordings. So, and then obviously some bonuses and you know whatnot, which I'd love to talk to you about some of the ways to just make the offer even more attractive. But so yeah, it's like if you show up live, you can watch it for free, and if you want to pay, you can get on-demand access. And then ideally, you have a lot of the speakers who are being featured promote the show to their list as well. Um, obviously, I would imagine with an affiliate link so that if somebody does register and then does buy, they get paid. Did I, uh, did I cover the foundation there? I'm sure that you probably have some unique ways and, and angles, but is that kind of a good foundation? Yeah, I think, I think that's, a, that's a really good explanation. And I think that's like the, the industry standard in terms of um, running these virtual summits that they are pre-recorded and released on a certain, certain date. Nice. Uh, is there anything that like you brought to it that's a little bit different than kind of what I said? So for instance, um, like in that workflow, is there anything that's uh, like any different angles or anything, anything that makes it more effective such, such as, you know, it's one thing to get a lot of people to uh, say, yes, I'll be interviewed, but I know getting them to a agree to promote it can be a challenge um, because it's, it's not, they don't know how well it'll do. You know, sometimes, you know, they're happy to promote it, but getting affiliates and the, and the guest speakers to really, really push it can be a challenge. I'd love to hear how you've kind of approached the, uh, not only the invites to get them on, but the invites to get them to promote, as well as just some of the ways to help increase the conversion that people will actually purchase the recorded events. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
I, I look at the, the virtual summit as uh, anyone can really organize any kind of small business owner all the way through to, through to corporates. And we look at like five core benefits of running a virtual event. And that is to, to grow your email list uh, by, by thousands of prospects. We want to try to really get at least 1000, you know, raving fans on your topic into your email list uh, uh, and into your funnel. We want to build relationships with our speakers. And when we're inviting the speakers to be involved in our virtual conference, it's really looking at who are the top influencers in our market that we want to build relationships with. And these are, this kind of alludes to your, 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 your question here, which is about trying to figure out who are those top influencers that I want to build relationships with so I can partner with them long-term to support each other uh, and grow each other's businesses. Uh, the third one is really looking at building your own authority and influence in the marketplace as the host, um, being almost elevated to the role of top influencer in your niche by bringing together and organizing that group of top influencers to be speaking at your event. Uh, the fourth is obviously generating revenue and that's direct revenue from, you mentioned earlier, selling tickets or an all access pass from the event. But depending on what your goal is, it may be num number one goal is to, build my email list versus make money so I can put people through my funnel into my high ticket uh, offer off the back. And then the fifth and the final one really is about the, the cause and the impact that you can have, uh, which is a, you know, a worthy impact to be able to uh, influence and make uh, a change for your audience and thousands of people by allowing them into your free event, accessing, you know, speakers that, that normally be paying maybe hundreds or even thousands of dollars for in total to travel and get to see them at an in-person conference. So if we look at all those, all those benefits and we look at, okay, how do we get traffic? How do we get people to this event? How do we get people onto our email list? And we look at, I mentioned before, our speakers as partners, but they're just one of three um, partners that we talk about when we're running our, our virtual conferences. And with those three partners, we're looking at yes, speakers uh, who are partners speaking at the event, uh, affiliates, and affiliates may include sponsors, media partners, uh, or any kind of thought leader or community leader who wants to get involved in promoting the event and sharing it with their community because, hey, it's a free ticket. And well, the way we do it, free ticket to come and it's it's valuable for people to attend and access these speakers that again they would normally pay maybe hundreds of dollars for and then the third partner that we're looking at is our actual attendees for the event so we're looking at turning our attendees once they get onto our email list as an email subscriber turning them into what we'd like to call an ambassador so that they're referring their friends or inviting their friends along to the event. Uh, and we're incentivizing each one of those attendees by rewarding them if any of their friends end up registering for a free ticket. So those three partners, uh, we, we want to, uh, there's, there's a number of ways that we like to con convince or uh, encourage them to get involved and, and promote uh, the event out to uh, their community. That's great. When it's, especially if you're, if you're new and you haven't done one of these, like if you have some good uh, industry cachet and, um, uh, and authority already, it's a little bit easier, but if you're kind of new and, uh, and let's just say you've got some decent speakers to say, yeah, I'm happy to be on it. Um, is there anything that you do in order to, to really encourage them 
to promote because, and I, and I ask this just because I've, somebody who's done this in the past, that's been one of the challenges. I, I got a lot of really, really high profile people to say yes, but it seemed like the only ones who really promoted or even gave it more than just maybe a quick little Facebook share or something like that were the smaller, were the smaller participants because, um, I mean, I know from a, from somebody, if they approach me to be on the show, et cetera, and, and I've got a good following. I don't have like the, the mega list. I don't have hundreds of thousands of people, <clears throat> excuse me, on my, on my uh, email list, but I know that I might be thinking, well, this is not a proven converting offer. I've got all this other stuff. Like maybe I'll throw a little quick link out, but I don't know if I'm going to really put my shoulder into this. Are there any ways that you've really been successful at getting some of the more high profile people to say, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll actually give this a, a nice push because I know that can be a big challenge. Yeah, this is an interesting one. And this is uh, where, you know, the, the planning of your, your virtual event uh, really comes into play and, and being strategic about uh, the agenda and the invitations, uh, the, the invites to the speakers of who you want to be involved to not only make sure that the content of the agenda is uh, really valuable for attendees, but also that we're, we're getting, say, a couple of speakers that are A-listers, that are household names that people recognize their face, like, oh, okay, I need to attend this event. And we've got a couple of those A-listers there. And then we've got two other types of speakers, our B-listers and our C-listers. And, and these B-listers may not have the clout or the following as the A-listers, but they, they do have a, a strong presence. And then the C-listers are really trying to get to where the B-listers and the A-listers are. So if we, we look at getting a couple of A-listers and then the majority of our speakers, the B and the C-listers, and encourage them to be uh, the, the promotional partners or the collaborators in the event. And that's how we like to approach uh, each of these collaborations uh, because that's what we see our virtual events being a collaboration between the speakers, between all the partners. So especially the, the speakers and then your affiliates. So those sponsors and, and media partners. Nice. So no, when, when we're, when we're, yeah, when we're, sorry, when we're approaching them, it's, it's really that collaboration that we want to go after. So, well, why, sh why would that person, that speaker, that influencer want to be involved in, in this event? What's in it for them? So we really need to figure out and go, uh, to that conversation with, okay, well, here's the benefits for you get being involved. And if you manage to convince them to get on a phone call, really it's about asking them, okay, well, what, what is important for you in the next 12 months? What can I help you with in the next 12 months, your biggest project that you're working on? How can I help you? And they'll tell you about it and what they need. And then it's about, well, how can I facilitate um, helping them achieve that goal for them and make that project uh, a success. Maybe it's, if you don't have a, if, if you do have a community, it's about promoting and getting the word out uh, about that project, or it's making introductions to other people. You're, you're making all these uh, great relationships with other speakers being involved in the event. So you can create those uh, relationships, or it's maybe like, you know what, post the event, you're launching, you know, two or three months after our event takes place. I'm going to have, you know, an email list of, a thousand or a few thousand people that I'll be able to tell about your project. So yep. whatever it is, it's about really figuring out, well, what, what's in it for them and making it a collaboration so that they're happy. There's a win in it for them. And then obviously you'd want to be asking them if they right. could be 
supporting you in the promotion of the, the virtual conference. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's really smart. I love that. Some of the, uh, some of the things that we've done in the past is depending on who they are, um, just paid them to cause and these are now keep in mind that there's, I guess, two ways. If you're doing a summit, there's doing this with other speakers who are just real thought leaders and maybe they're, they're just well-known authors or speakers or experts in a, in a certain industry, but they're not so much marketers. Right. I've got most of my experience here is doing these summits around like really astute marketers. And the only bad part about that is sometimes they're so astute that they're really cynical and harder to get to promote versus other people. Right. So the more marketing driven and dollar driven they are, they might be like, well, I've got a different promotion going on. But other people really are looking just for the, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll promote the hell out of this because it makes me look good. So I know that's one caveat, but when I was working with people who are more the astute marketers, like, well, what's really in it for me? Uh, sometimes we just pay them to say, well, listen, and if you promote, you know, we'll pay you, um, if you have the budget, like, you know, $3,000, $4,000, just to, just to throw an email out there, right? And sometimes it's, that's just easy guaranteed money. It's not even an affiliate uh, thing. The other things that, um, We've done a little bit. We've had a, we've had two people agree to this. Is that uh, because the relationship was there? Which is well, if you allow us to advertise, be an advertiser on your Facebook page, for instance, we'll run instead of paying you three thousand dollars. You know, we'll run ads to your audience. So especially, at, let's say they've got a you know half a million Facebook followers or whatnot. If we can if we can access their audience and they just allow us to run ads to to their appearance on the, on the summit as them, then that's even, that's really good because we get to access the people who are really close to them and they see like, all right, this person's paying money to get me in front of my audience even better. And then the other thing that we've done is to say, if there is like some reciprocal promotions, this is, yeah, if you promote this, then once we, you know, we're obviously going to build, have a big list from this and we'll be, you know, we may be able to, we can promote some of the products that you have and some of the services early on. So if, yeah, if you really, if you really do a good job, you know, we'll, we'll send traffic back to you um, in a priority way. Now, I think that most of the people who do virtual summits don't necessarily need to work through all this. It's just some of the experience I've had of kind of pulling teeth and trying to get them to, to jump on board and to, you know, just think of different ways to incentivize them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the things yeah. you mentioned there, which was the like affiliate payments. And I think that's uh, something that is encouraging. Like, okay, well, if you do send through uh, and promote the event, we'll give you a unique tracking link to be able to track those visitors and anyone that purchases, whether it's the all access pass or, you know, things down the funnel, we will, you know, give you some commission for those right. as well. Do you suggest typically like on the flow? So let's say you've got 30 speakers and you're doing this. Um, I sign up. Okay. Then, you know, it launches tomorrow. How many videos are you typically, or how many uh, interviews are you typically showing per day? Is that, is it a like three per day or something like that or one per day or how do you do Yeah. Again, like we, we're talking about say, you know, the foundational, um, the, the standard type of uh, option, which we look at say 30 speakers across five days. So we look at a, a six person per day event and looking at, you know, different industries. I mean, we've, we've run one uh, in the property market in Australia. So really geographically targeted uh, and uh, outside of the, you know, the, the business, you know, audience, we're targeting consumers here. Uh, we, we needed to run it after work. So it was a virtual event happening across five days, but it was happening uh, Wednesday after work, uh, Friday, Thursday, then Friday after work, and then Saturday, Sunday was where we put the majority of the speakers. So I think it was actually the first 
uh, day of the virtual event, we had uh, a keynote speaker plus a live kickoff call. And they were the only two sessions for the first day on the Wednesday. So you can mix it up. You can change it up a little bit depending on what your goals are and uh, your target audience. Nice. Um, as far as the offer goes to purchase a, um, you know, after they, after they register, typically you say, Hey, great. Would you know, would you like to upgrade to VIP or get access to these? What have you found is, you know, has been a really successful offer besides just being able to access it? Like I would think intuitively such as other bonus products or maybe even workbooks and notes and, you know, different stuff like that. What have you found to be really successful in getting people to actually purchase the, or upgrade? Yeah, the bonuses are critical here. I mean, the interesting thing is that when people are registering for the free ticket for the event, they're registering because they want to see 30 speakers uh, speak on the topic, right? So at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to really make sure that the whatever you're selling is lined up with that initial offer, the initial reason why they're signing up. So we see that most people are buying because they want to get access to those 30 videos because they've missed um, maybe one or two or a few of them, or they just want to rewatch them in their own time or even, you know, share them with their, with their partner. So that's the main reason. And then in terms of like bumping up and getting uh, even higher conversion rates, I mean, changing up the modality of how people are, are absorbing the content. So from video to just audio, so they can listen on the go or when they're exercising or on a walk um, through to text base, which may be a transcript. Uh, we've moved on to, I mean, that would be the basics. So video, audio, video, audio, and, and transcript. And then if you start providing um, notes or summaries, you can even charge more for those and people are able uh we, we we see an actual extra 30 percent in revenue jump if we add those as like a bump offer on the cart which is really cool so that's a bit of an advanced one that yeah we, that, we that's play. like for me I'd, I'd much rather buy the notes than sit through all that other stuff it's it's funny yeah. uh you know we got introduced through uh you know uh, joe fear and matt wolf from hustle and flowchart to uh business partners of mine and like really good friends and you know they're on their podcast they now like opt in for the the show notes for this <laughs> i don't even i used to listen to their show all the time i don't even listen to it anymore i just opt in for their uh for the companions because i can just read real quick and kind of get the gist which means that that's like super duper valuable um and, and why i could see how if you are if you do have somebody taking show notes etc it's a really good way to um to uh, bump up the value of the bonus offers. Yeah, and another couple of things that are pretty standard as well that I'd like to include in most of them are like some kind of live Q&A where it may be with, with the host or a few of the experts post the event. So it's more of a private session uh, with you know, serious people who've obviously paid. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, a community aspect to, uh, to the event. And, and those are successful to a point where you need to be providing enough value on an ongoing basis for there to be enough engagement. Yeah. Uh, so that could really turn into a membership, but that's a different way of, of positioning that in terms of uh, the sale post the event. But just in, in talking about like engagement uh, uh, during the event, I think this is where it's, it's become really interesting in the last uh, say 24 months where there's some really cool, cool, uh, cool tools, tech that enable uh, you to not just do say these recorded sessions and releasing them at certain times, but yes, having live elements to it, having 
so there might be a live presentation as well as the recorded, so a mixture of them or all live. And then we can talk about mixing up of, say, the speaker presentations. Maybe it is uh, an actual presentation with slides. Uh, maybe it's uh, included with the host where there is the slides, but the host's jumping in and, and asking questions as we're going along. It could be a pure Q&A play. Uh, there could be a panel of speakers for, for experts plus the host facilitating a panel of speakers. Uh, we can include then the, the attendees and the interaction of that asking questions uh, to that panel or if it's a live Q&A to the live Q&A. Uh, and then we talk about that with the speakers, but then there's the ability to have break off rooms or round tables around certain discussions uh, that are happening alongside the event or uh, maybe not at the same time, but uh, at different times during the day. Uh, and then even networking between the attendees. So it's not just about the speaker anymore. We're actually making our virtual conferences like our in-person conferences by letting people kind of meet at the bar and have a chat, exchange business cards and um, make it more of a networking element of going there to meet the attendees versus just purely uh, a content from the speakers. Right now. And then do you ever do the interviews like live and uh, do that or are they are the actual interviews always recorded and then played kind of like live and then you have the software where you can interact with the people. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, done, we've done a combination of, of all of the above. I think just playing with what works, what doesn't. Uh, when, it, when it's live, people are more likely to, to show up and engage, sure. especially when they can ask questions. So it's always a, a good idea to do that. And a lot of the time with our kickoff sessions, the very first like live kickoff session, we do do that uh, as a Q&A live. We do sometimes one mid-conference as well. Uh, and one post the event, which is for those paid uh, subscribers as well. That's kind of like the minimum if we want to add live elements to it. But then as, as I mentioned before, you can make even the whole uh, uh, virtual conference uh, a live event. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the, um, I told you I've done some of these in the past and I haven't actually done them exactly like the model that I understand. But um, one of them I did, which it wasn't so much a virtual event, but I did interview 25 experts. And this is years ago, maybe back in 2010. And one of the products I had was in the dating and uh, seduction <laughs> space. And it was kind of funny. Um, I, had a, I had a small product there, but I knew a lot of the people and I was really well connected. And this is prior to me selling that business, but it was general you know, dating advice, et cetera. And one of the things I noticed that a lot of the summits and things like this, they were great, but, you know, I would have to sit there and go through everybody's different advice to get, you know, answers. And I might get totally different opinions. And I was like, that, there's a value for that. But what if I just wanted to know, like in a panel way, like what, what would you suggest for this? So I, what I did is I came up with 25 questions and had 25 gurus. And each one of them answered the exact same. And it was an audio interview. So it still cracks me up that I was in this business. But one question might be, you know, what is the best, you know, what is the, the best way to approach a woman that you see in a bar, a nightclub, right? That would be an example. And then another one would be like, what do you, how do you keep a conversation going after you initially, you know, approach somebody? And then once more, there was like 25 questions there and the exact same. By the way, this was a nightmare to edit. 
but it was a cool product. So then what we did is we had editors, it's like 25 times 25 is I think something like 600 or whatever. So then we had the editors go through and just isolate the all 25 answers, not even my questions. And then we created a, a grid inside a membership area. So you could go to question one, which what might be, uh, you know, how do you, what's, what's your best pickup line, for instance. And then they would go there and they would see a grid of all 25 gurus and then the little play button next to each one. And it would just play what they said at that time so that you could hear 25 people give slightly different answers to every single one of them. And it was a, that was kind of an interesting one, but man, that was a nightmare to put together. It was a great idea, but the logistics of it was, and the editing was such a bitch. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's very cool, actually. I, I really like that idea. And we haven't used that one specifically, but it's something that we have uh, done in our intake form when we're, we're preparing for our, our sessions for our summit. We'll normally ask the, the, uh, the speaker a specific question that, we ask all of our speakers uh, and ask them, maybe it's like, what are your three favorite tools when it comes to, you know, yeah, I don't know, finding dates online, right? Or what are your three favorite websites? Exactly. And so we have them listed and then we, we gather them all and we rank them as the most popular tools by the top influencers in, our, in the dating market, right? And there's a list of the top 10 or 20, however many has been listed. And then we use that as a lead magnet to encourage more people to opt in and sign up for, the, the event, which is really interesting because our, our partners are promoting the event. Remember, they might be promoting it via their email list or, or via social or however way, but there's only so many ways that they can say, hey, go grab this free ticket, go grab this free ticket to this event, right? How about like, well, download this you know, list of the, the most recommended tools from the top influencers in our niche we can start appealing to uh, maybe a different audience and start increasing the amount of um, opt-ins for our event as well as increasing our email list at the same time. So yeah, there's some cool ways that we can really leverage, mm -hmm. I think the content from the speakers so that we've, we've actually in the past, and you mentioned in the intro that we've interviewed over 400 experts and it's climbing close to 500 now, but we've, we ran a daily email uh, last year where we ran, I think, 250 emails uh, across um, 250 days, uh, five days a week, where we uh, would have one speaker, uh, one, one, each email was focused on one specific speaker's uh, session at one of our summits, and we basically delivered a summary of that session plus the key takeaways for people. And so what, what I'm trying to suggest here is that you can repurpose your content for 12 months of email marketing campaigns, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, like there's so much content quotes, snippets for YouTube. You can even take those after it's all done, throw them up and now you've got a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's so much valuable content coming out of this. And you, I think when it comes to the summit is there's almost like uh, unlimited amounts of benefits such as you know these relationships we built with our first summit back in 2015 we're still uh, doing partnerships with these people we're still having conversations and helping each other's business and one of the businesses actually that we had on as a speaker we uh, in, our, in 2015 we've now actually become a business partner with that speaker so there's some amazing things that can actually come out of uh, organizing uh, your virtual event 
Absolutely. And not least of which is, you mentioned one of the things is the uh, building your own authority and it, it creates a platform. You're, you are the center of the wheel and all the spokes are kind of pointing to you. So it, it automatically just makes you um, have an authoritative presence. It's one of the reasons I started the podcast five, six years ago. God, has it been so this June, it'll be six years ago. And it was in order to just establish my presence. I was like, oh, Brad's got access to all of these other people. Brad must be somebody I should know. And uh, a virtual summit does that you know, incredibly well. Um, you know, one of the other ways that I, I did this was a few years back. Um, I didn't have a list in the health and, health and wellness space, but I wanted one. So I did one called like 10 minute, 10 minute health tips or 10 minute wellness tips. And it wasn't even so much a summit, but the idea that it was like a 10 minute tips thing got the attention of some really big uh, health and wellness professionals where we said, uh, look, it's, it's only going to be a 10 minute interview. And it's the, the question is, what is your number one tip for maximizing health and wellness right now? And we would approach everybody from functional, you know, medicine and integrative specialists to diet, you know, different gurus and whatnot. So everybody had a slightly different number one tip. So this whole 10 minute tips thing, it allowed them to say, okay, it's a 10 minute interview. I'll say yes. And then a lot of them promoted it. Um, one of the ways that we got people on there, one of our reach out, because I had a partner in this, one of our reach out um, techniques was really simple. And it's not, it's not really misleading, but it is a little bit stealth. So on the introductory email, I would say, uh, you know, hey, Liam, loved, you know, he, here's who I am, here's what we're doing, and here's why we'd love you to participate. Other, um, other speakers who've been invited include, you know, I'm, and make, like I would put the biggest of the big, Oprah Winfrey, Mark Cuban. Now, it wasn't really people like that, but it was the top, top, top of the industry. And and, and then it was like, well, we'd love for you to participate too. Let us, you know, let us know. So what that did is a lot of people would just read like subconsciously that, oh, the, the top of the top people are participating in it. We didn't say that. We said other speakers we've invited include, we didn't say they've accepted, but we just said we've invited. And that kind of gets their, uh, you know, their eyeballs on it. Nobody ever called us on it and said, wait a minute, you said you've invited, but they haven't said yes. But then, so what's great is then, once we do invite those big speakers and they see what's going on, we just, you know, we're able to change it. Like so-and-so has said yes. And we've also invited blankety blank. So just that little wording, uh, whoops, just that little wording tweak was really effective in getting some big people to say, Oh yeah, I'll be a part of this. So that's cool. That's cool. And uh, I've used uh, that similar technique when uh, reaching out to sponsors in the past for events. So uh, we've, yeah, we, we, we've had um, Vimeo, uh, for instance, come on board and sponsor one of our events. Uh, they paid a five-figure sum to sponsor our virtual event, right? So there's some serious dollars to be made from these events. And just talking about my experience, I mean, we've done yeah, 15 events. Um, most of them have over 10,000 uh, virtual attendees. Uh, and uh, we've had over 100,000 people come through our events. And when we approached Vimeo, we literally said, look, this is our concept. This is the event that we're going to be organizing. This is the date, this is the name. We, we organized everything. We even created a logo for it. So we made it look as if it was, it was happening. And we said, these are the types of speakers that we will be inviting to the, <laughs> to be speaking at this event. And uh, we had some of the 
you know, biggest names out there that they'd recognize. And that got us in the room, that got us the, the call and eventually um, converted them into uh, our major sponsor for that event. And then because the event worked out so well that they uh, came back to us and said, hey, we want to sponsor the next 12 months of your events. Yeah. So that was an extra four events that they came on board and gave us another uh, five-figure sum for. So that, was, that. that worked out really well. I love that. That's fantastic. It reminds me of, are you familiar with the um, um, summit folks? They do like summit at sea and uh, it's, um, it's a big thing over here in the U S uh, they, they have something called summit series and they do a big, they do a big super um, mega event. And I mean, it's like three to 5,000 people, but it's some of the top, top, uh, speakers in the world. And I mean, uh, I was at one in LA a, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of years ago. And like Jeff Bezos was the, was one of the speakers, but he was, he got interviewed by his brother, uh, something else, Bezos up on stage. And then, you know, Tim Ferriss was there. And then one of the top Hollywood producers, uh, Brian Grazer was there. Like they have some of the top, top, top thought leaders in the world there. But then they also have some other people just doing cutting edge entrepreneurial stuff. And the, the whole concept or in the birth of summit series is amazing that you can read about it, but it was a bunch of uh, kids, you know, I, I call them kids, but they were in their early twenties and they were, um, there was, I, I can't remember, there was maybe about a dozen of them and they were friends and they always hung out and they decided they wanted to do something real cool. Now this wasn't a virtual event. This was a live event, but it gets to the point you were saying. And they, they like, we, we want to do, we want to do an event for younger entrepreneurs and bring some younger entrepreneurs who are really doing some cool stuff to this, but we're nobody, but let's, we want to do this at a ski resort. So they booked the thing at, I don't know if it was like Park City, Utah ski resort. And they, uh, they reached out to a handful of big time speakers like Tony Shea from Zappos and some other folks and said, Hey, we would love to have you come speak at this event. We'll fly you out there and you'll stay at the hotel for free and free ski passes, et cetera, et cetera. And they would, they would ask just a couple of them to say, look, if we take care of everything, will you show up? But then what they did is they went to the hotel. Once they kind of got a yes, remember they didn't have to buy it yet, but then they went to the hotels and the ski resorts and say, listen, we're putting on this really high powered event for, um, for entrepreneurs, et cetera. Would you be able to, at least if we do it at your place, would you compass the rooms for some of the speakers? Maybe not even all of them, but maybe all of them, whatever. And, uh, they're like, people like who? And they're like, well, like Tony Shea from Zappos and blah, blah, blah. And they said, yeah, yeah, we, we definitely comp them. We give them a free, we'd give you, we'd allow you to give them a free room and lift tickets, et cetera. So then they got the yes from the hotel. Then they went back to those speakers and they said, look, we, you know, they went to all the ones they wanted and they said, flight and, uh, flight and hotels are on us if you just come. So now they've got these confirmed speakers at this night and this nice hotel who's doing this. And then they started to sell it. So it's just kind of a really interesting way of playing people off each other and just saying, well, would you, if I was able to do this and they say, if they say yes, okay, then go do that. And I just love that kind of creative deal-making and thinking that allows you to get access to either sponsor dollars or guests or barter uh, et cetera. And though all those th kind of things that I just mentioned could be done in a virtual summit as well, which is why I think it's such a cool model. Um, this this is great. I, th I think, I think what you've touched on there is, um, so powerful and is maybe, maybe unique to a, to a virtual summit and why I love it for someone that's starting from scratch, because once 
the model works for people who don't have any audience, any authority, no email lists, like this virtual uh, summit uh, model works for you. I mean, we've, we've done it with, with um, plenty of our clients who are starting from nothing and were able to become, you know, not a household name, but have authority in their marketplace, build their email list by thousands and have these strong relationships with the top influencers in their niche. And, and it all starts with, well, you need, you need, a little bit of traction, uh, just need a couple of speakers. We normally look to try to aim to get at least two to three speakers to say yes, so you can name drop um, the rest uh, when you're inviting those other speakers. But once you've got that little bit of traction, uh, it really does snowball. Absolutely. You just got to get a little bit creative on how you do it. This is fantastic, mm -hmm. Liam. Now, obviously, over at Entrepreneurs HQ, you have resources. Not only do you host these and do you do your own, but uh, from what I saw, it looks like you also have some great resources for people to learn how to do this on their own if they want to. Is that correct? Tell, tell us about kind of your offers and what you, you know, how you help people do this besides just going on podcasts and talking about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I love, I love talking about virtual events, virtual conferences, and uh, now's a really great time to, if you've got maybe a side hustle idea or concept uh, that you want to start, but you're, you're locked indoors, uh, you're working remotely, you, all you need really uh, to be able to start a virtual event is uh, a webcam, which most people have on their computers these days, uh, and a microphone and the ability to uh, call up people and Zoom, Zoom is free. Uh, we normally recommend though you do pay for the pro version so you get the higher quality video. Uh, but once, once you've got that, you can really just start um, creating your event. And we recommend that you do have at least a, a few weeks, if not a couple of months to prepare, to give uh, your, your speakers the heads up that this event is happening, that they can block out those promotional spaces in their calendars. Uh, and we wanna be looking at promoting the event at least uh, around about two weeks prior to the actual first day kicking off. So uh, if you've got a bit of spare time now, you're, you're in lockdown, uh, then you can just start sending off some emails and inviting speakers to your event, knowing that you do have your, the name of the event, the dates of the event, and you know some of those speakers that you're inviting uh, into your, your conference. So for us, I mean, we, we work with clients uh, helping build their, their virtual summits from scratch, and we can do all the done-for-you services, so in terms of setting up the tech and um, helping with the copywriting, the funnel, all that type of stuff. Uh, all the way down to people who want to want just our help, maybe some coaching, some personalized advice. Uh, we can help with that as well as if you just want to go out there and, and do it yourself. Uh, we've got a program called Virtual Summit Academy, uh, which is uh, a six module uh, training course with all the, the scripts, templates you need to be doing the email invites for um, the speakers, for your partners, for sponsors, uh, even for the introductory videos, the Q&A sessions you may be running live, uh, how to structure your agendas, uh, and, and so forth. Everything that you really need to run a successful event that's going to build your email list, build your authority, and bring in revenue. Uh, and then also we do have a free guide, uh, which is probably one of the most in-depth guides on, on running a virtual conference that's on the web. It's 23,000 words. So, I saw it, by uh, the way. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can print that off. It, it shows you some of the tools you can use and some of the tips and tactics to get your you know, dream speaker uh, to be involved in your event. And you can just go to entrepreneurshq.com forward slash summit 
to get access to to that. And there's some downloads there, some free checklists and guides, and uh, we even have a, a bit of a masterclass there that you can watch and and learn uh, in a bit more detail. Yeah, it's a terrific resource, and I'll make sure and I link to that for everybody else. Man, I really appreciate you being on the show today. And um, this, as I said, this is, a, this is a hot topic right now. And a lot of people do, unfortunately, have a, a lot more time on their hands and they're pivoting and trying to readjust. And one of the things that I always recommend in times like this, and one of the things I'm trying to do as well, is just to uh, get out there, add value. I mean, you know, show up, give information. The nice part about virtual summits like this is, yeah, it's, it's, if you have time on your hands, it's free to attend. You're not holding it back. You're not causing people to have to pay for it, et cetera. So you're offering something really great. And then you're simply, you know, making the offer to get monetized for a more convenient and bonused up version of this. And it's uh, it's a terrific way all around. It's time tested and proven. And uh, I love all the resources you've got on your side for people. So entrepreneurshq.com and entrepreneurshq.com com slash summit. And I'll make sure that all of those are in the show notes. Uh, besides all that, uh, Liam, is there any particular nuts you're trying to crack in uh, your business right now? And by that, I mean, it could, be, it could be people you're trying to meet, something you're trying to learn, something you're trying to, uh, a challenge you're just kind of racking your brain on and not 100% sure how to do it. Because this is a chance for me or some of my uh, get, uh, listeners even to maybe say, hey, I may be able to help. Cool. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, our focus, uh, my life for the last five years has been all about virtual events and, and trying to make them more interesting, more interactive, more valuable for not just the host, the attendee, uh, but um, everyone involved from sponsors to media to uh, the attendees and the interactions going on. And one of the things that we're working on now is we've been running some of virtual networking events, kind of like if we're talking about the, the dating topic, uh, it's kind of like speed dating, except with uh, for business owners to speed network uh, and actually do that virtually. Uh, so actually uh, matching people based on profiles uh, and so forth. But it's, it's about, I'd, I'd love to get some ideas on how to make that more interesting uh, in terms of what, what you'd like to see at such an event. Uh, when you're meeting colleagues, what types of uh, people that you'd want to meet, uh, what would make it beneficial for you. So any ideas around what would make a really cool, fun, but valuable and worthwhile uh, virtual networking event, uh, I'd love to hear. That is interesting. Yeah. Like I could see, I mean, there's definitely, I could imagine some tech uh, challenges just to make it efficient. And if you have a lot of people in there trying to meet a lot of people, it's that's hard. That's easy to do if you're all in a room, but none of us are in a room with a bunch of other people right now, hopefully. But uh, I love that. And that's definitely something I can, um, I can think about. I, and it's, that's innovative. I actually hadn't heard about somebody trying to uh, create something like that before. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard so of apps. There's apps out there that, you know, you can meet up with people, like you can go there and, um, I think, uh, I forget who else has, uh, there's a couple people I know who have apps somewhat similar to this, but it's really just like a, it's almost like a Tinder or a matchmaking app for, you know, other people, but it doesn't really facilitate it besides just, yeah, here's the people go contact them and see if they want to meet and hang out. Uh, I like the idea of doing it in kind of a virtual event space. I know that um, once a year, myself and a uh, about 11 other entrepreneurs who we're in a local mastermind here in San Diego, we do an event called the Speakeasy. And it's just a one day 
multi-speaker event. There's nothing for sale. I mean, it's a, it's a small ticket price just to cover our cost, but it's really good. We have about 60 people who come and uh, we do a speed networking. It's like a speed dating, speed networking thing, but that's all in a room which is where it's like, you know, three minutes with each person and you just kind of move on. So I don't know if that's kind of the angle you guys are looking to do, but that's really fascinating. Yeah, we've, we've run a couple of these already just internally with our own list, uh, but we're looking at uh, trying to make sure that we get people coming back each week or each month. I mean, how, how frequently do, do people want this and, and how do we make it fun so that, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes like, you know, with speed dating, you know, there's a bit of games going on where people work in teams to go and find things or uh, maybe when you're doing this virtually, it's going finding things around the house. Maybe it's like you have to bring back a banana or whatever it might be. Right. But how do we, how do we do that for business so that we're not just having fun and building maybe relationships with these other people, but making sure these are relationships that we want to build. That's going to help us say when we come out of, especially come out of uh, this lockdown phase and we're able to move on with these relationships and start uh, partnering with them, creating conferences or making sales, potential customers, whatever it may be. I just feel like there's a, there's a, there's a, a way that we could do this even better than we're, we're currently doing. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. No, if I think of anything on that, I'll definitely uh, hit you up and stay in touch. But Liam, once more, thanks for being a guest. That brings us to the end of the episode today. And if you all are listening and um, it's recent, you're still locked down. I've got a lot more episodes you can listen to if you just hit subscribe and scroll through and listen to all the shows. If you are hopefully listening to this a few months from now or <laughs> God willing, a couple weeks from now uh, and things are back to normal, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and uh, let me know if you have any big challenges you're trying to work on, any big suggestions for topics that we can uh, cover. And uh, just let me know what you think. You can review the show or send an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And uh, Liam, I really look forward to staying in touch with you and uh, keeping an eye on some of the summits you're doing. And uh, I just really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. Mate, thanks very much for the invite. Uh, hopefully it's been useful for, for everyone. And uh, yeah, happy to hear from anyone if there's any feedback for that on, especially on that uh, challenge with the uh, virtual networking. But Brad, this has, been, this has been awesome. My pleasure. All right, guys, I'll see you on the next episode.